0: All right, welcome back to The Audible. One day ahead of the draft is upon us, Kim Bo Camper, John, John Jemmy with you. And, John, I tell you, we've been talking about it. We've been looking forward to it. And finally, here it is almost upon us. And there's no more clarity than there was six months ago on, <laughs> on what was going to happen in the draft for the Miami Dolphins or, or, for that case, any other football team right now.
1: Yeah, the only one that might know is, is maybe Jacksonville and, and the Jets, I guess. Well, because, for the first time
0: uh, out, at least for the first pop, first pop out, right?
1: Yeah, exactly, because San Francisco seems to be in a quandary about what quarterback they actually want at number three. So, you know, the Dolphins have moved up and down this draft board. They started at three. Uh, they moved to 12. They're, they're now at six uh, and 18 in the first round. And I think, you know, Beau, as you look at this, they're kind of at the mercy right now. Of the Atlanta Falcons in yeah. terms of if they're looking at Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase, you know, Atlanta and Cincinnati could play spoilers. Or if San Francisco picks yeah. a quarterback and, and Atlanta feels like they have the guy that they want out of the two that weren't picked, I think that bodes well for the Miami Dolphins. So there's a lot of uh, certainty maybe at the first two picks, but a lot of uncertainty after that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, let me remind you the Audible is presented by Auto Nation America's. Largest automotive retailer. You can select up to a hundred thousand vehicles right now at Autonation.com. Or hey, why don't you just stop by and check them out at one of their dealerships somewhere around the country? Hey, John, get getting back to that. You know, you look at the draft, and I, I mean, I, I I'm like you. I mean, I've been looking at all this stuff, reading everything, trying to get to know everybody, and 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 read numerous numerous mock drafts. And one thing you get when you look at it that it looks at things all fall into place, but there are, there's always you know, there's always something in the middle there. And you talked about it earlier, Atlanta may be a maybe a, a draft changer. They may make a pick there that kind of changes the rest of the draft below it. Same with San Francisco. To me, those are the teams, John, early on that could really
1: disrupt the draft this year. Yeah, and definitely. You start at number three with San Francisco. You know, do they like Mac Jones? Do they yeah. like Justin Fields is it Trey Lance is that is that the guy that they covet and when they do make that selection is Atlanta have their pom-poms out to say hey we get our guy now to be the heir apparent you know uh, in Atlanta so to to Matt Ryan and and then Bo you have Cincinnati who desperately needs you know an offensive lineman and Sewell from Oregon might be the guy but you may have Joe Burrow their quarterback whispering in uh, somebody's here that yeah. know, used to throw this guy from LSU, Jamar Chase. He's pretty good. You yeah. know, even though he opted out last year, this guy's got all the tools we need to, to add to our wide receiver base. So now, you know, the Dolphins are kind of in a, in a quandary if that scenario kind of plays out, that Atlanta would take Pitts and then Cincinnati might take Chase. Or does Miami say, okay, we'll stick with the University of Alabama. Whether we go with Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddell, we're going to get a starter. We're going to get a guy that's as good, arguably, than anybody we have on our roster day one, and we'll roll that way. So there's a lot of uncertainty for the Dolphins at six. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, players, there's three teams ahead of them that could play a significant role on who Miami
0: chooses at six. Yeah, there, there are some interesting situations at the top that could really uh, impact the first round. And, and let's not. Well, let's not uh, overlook the Dolphins and making a move with trading Eric Flowers, moving him out, and, and saying they were going to kick Robert Hunt down, let him play guard. And all of a sudden, you start looking at that tackle position. You look at Penny Sewell out there, who's who's, or the kid uh, Slater from uh, Rashawn Slater from Northwestern, the two top guys. And certainly Penny Sewell is a guy that's really, uh, you know, re- really at the top of the list of of non-quarterbacks, at least in my mind, on this football team. This guy is a mauler. Uh, he can move people. he He's a, a great pass protector. he He sat out last year, so he didn't get get his body worn out for another year. and he uh, he he just he moves well. The question is, uh, you know with with guys like me and you and a lot of fans out there are saying, hey, look, you know you got you could you could come away with two wide receivers and a and a running back, or you could get the tight end pits if you get lucky and another wide receiver. And one of those top two running backs in the first two rounds, uh, uh, you know, and, and saying, we're in, we're in pretty good shape there. And then all of a sudden, you know, if Chris Greer sends a note in that says, hey, Penny Sewell from Oregon, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to have, you're gonna have a, a lot of disenchanted Dolphin fans at that moment. But looking forward, John, boy, I tell you, this, is, this sets your offensive lineup to be a powerhouse for, for a decade if you make
1: that move. Well, both the guys you mentioned I, I think are terrific players. But if that scenario played out, I hope they have netting on the stage at, at the draft <laughs> party for, for you and I. Because um, you know, it might not be a popular pick right away. It's yep. a solid pick. It's a it's a it's a good pick for the football team and it, it makes you better on paper for sure. But it's interesting that the Dolphins would move Eric Flowers. So that Solomon Kinley will move from probably right guard to left guard. He played it in college. You move Robert Hunt inside. You have Austin Jackson, who you picked in the first round last year at left tackle. You go out and get Max Scura in free agency from Baltimore. And now you still have Jesse Davis and DJ Fluker that could play right tackle. And and you still have a a big vacancy out there at wide receiver and, and potentially at running back. And or tight end slash wide receiver with pits. Yeah. So um, I, I think you have to put a percentage on it that the Dolphins potentially could select an offensive lineman. But I, I think it's, I, I would think the percentage is low yeah. only because you have to score in the National Football League now. You have to have guys that can run and catch, and you have to have guys that can be really effective in space and, and bouncing off a would be tackler and getting first downs. There's those guys in the first round. You can get them at six, you can get it at 18, and you can get it at 36 if the Dolphins decide to hold off uh, until then to potentially select a running back. So I just think there's more explosiveness in this draft in the skill positions, uh, not discounting what happens at the offensive line and defensive line, and that's where, you know, that's where the bread's buttered. Yep. But you have to be able to come away after the first round knowing you've either affected your wide receiver spot and your running back spot or your edge rushing potential uh, if 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 I'm wearing the GM hat. Well well let me ask
0: let me let me let me have you put another hat on John and, and put a hat on as the quarterback of this football team. And you're looking at it and you're saying geez you know I can get man I can get those receiver I can get pretty much any other I can may have my pick of the receivers at that point. You know, maybe Pitts is gone uh, or maybe not, but you may have the pick of whether it's Pitts and, and, and Chase and Waddle and Smith and, and all those guys that are out there, or you got Penny Sewell sitting there, and you're the quarterback, and you're saying, would I rather have someone that can catch the ball or someone that keeps me standing on my two feet?
1: Well, I, I think, uh, you know, if you can be uh, greedy, you want both. But well, of course. You can't yes. have both. And I would, I would pick the receiver only because I think this offensive line, yeah. uh, the Miami Dolphins invested heavily in this offensive line, uh, sometimes with success, sometimes uh, maybe not so much success. Last year, I thought that between Jackson, Kinley, and Hunt, mm-hmm. those rookies played significantly well and, and, and played a, a significant amount of snaps to get experience to be able to go through a season, be able to switch positions and play multiple positions up front. And I think with the addition of Fluker, you have another Alabama grad that has experience in the National Football League playing both inside and outside. I, I think that's your kind of security blanket over Jesse Davis, who can play multiple positions. So if it's for me, and I'm the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, well, I'd rather have Kyle Pitts or Devontae Smith or, or Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddle in the first round, because the, the time you sign Pitts or Chase, there's an argument that he's the best player at that position. And and you can only add to what Mike Kosicki does or Devontae Parker or Preston Williams or William Fuller. Um, it, it just adds to your explosiveness as an offense, and it gets your quarterback excited that he has another option to score points in the movie yeah. chains.
0: And look around too john I, I mean when you look at the at this draft in particular offensive tackle it's depth there's depth at offensive tackle you you, you may get one a little later if, if you're looking for one there's a centers are out there if you're looking for that young center that could be your guy so I'm, I'm with you on that I, I thought you know i thought with what they did last year in the offensive line it really solidified them and and look you know we know that there's you know they've got their center. If they can, you know, and if if there's a question about offensive tackle on the right side, they can they can fix that. And you, they've got multiple people to do it. I, I tend to lean more in your direction, where let's let's go out and 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 because I, you know I'm going to say this, John, and and it may it may sound um, stupid, but you know the the most important pick in this year's draft. And you look at what they have. They have number six and 18 in the first round as they sit right now they've got 36 and 50 in the second round four picks in the top two rounds then they've got 81 the 81st pick in the third round no pick in the fourth they've got the fifth round they've got a number 100 156 no pick in the sixth then two picks in the seventh round a lot of picks there john but you know what in my mind the most important pick is to a to a tonga viola yeah Tua, Tua may be the guy that makes or breaks this draft no matter what the Dolphins do. Because well, yeah, he's got to right. come, come back and be the Tua that the Dolphins expected when they picked him at number five. And 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 if if that doesn't happen, everything that we're talking about, oh geez, you could get these receivers, you could get pitch, you could get chase, you could get this guy, you, you know, all that may not make a difference. If our guy that we picked in the first round with the first pick last year doesn't play to the expectations that the Dolphins had when they made him their first pick last year,
1: I, I totally agree with you, Bo. And the the tough the tough part of, about the Dolphins where they're at right now as an organization and as a football team is that they went two years ago and win five games with a with not a really good roster. Yep. Okay. They improved that roster. Be a free agency in the draft, then they jump all the way to 10 wins. They're one game out of making the playoffs. You know better than I do, or as well as I do, that going from 10 to 12, or 10 to 11, or 10 to 13, (laughs) that is much harder than going from five to 10. And if you don't have excellent play at quarterback, that's not going to happen. I don't care who surrounds the quarterback. If you don't have that catalyst distributing the football, and being your leader and being one of the best players on the field each and every Sunday that you don't get to double digit wins you don't you don't exceed what you yep. did last year and that's going to be the challenge for this football team yep. and that's why it's so significant that they they make the correct picks at 6 and 18 36 and 50 because those four picks will impact the team next year
0: yeah no no doubt about it john and and, and you look at that and 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 everything everything that they've done um, go last year to get where they're at right now. And and as you said, you know, going from five to 10, you know, I think, I think I I, I would say this, the Dolphins went from five to 10, not based on talent, based on core values of their head coach,
1: discipline, Uh, discipline,
0: discipline, um, you know, you know, limited penalties, don't hurt yourself, force turnovers, do all those things that, you know, you know, the turnovers they go, creep into talent. All that other stuff goes back to the, what, what, was, there, what was there saying? TN, uh, uh, TNT takes, no takes, takes no talent. So he was able to get from five wins to ten wins uh, with, with a take-no-talent attitude. To get from ten wins to twelve wins, ten wins to fourteen wins, you better have some damn talent on your football team. <laughs> you know, you better you right. have someone that can go out and make plays and beat be, look at look at all those player teams you watched in the playoffs last year. You got to beat those teams. Yeah. Those are the teams you got to beat, and they've all got talent. And you know, just because you can, you know, just because you're disciplined, because you you don't you know, you, you 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 cut down on your penalties, and and your team is 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 solid, uh, doesn't mean you can win with that talent. So so I'm with you, John. Getting more talent, especially on the offensive side, um, the more the better this year for me.
1: Yeah, I, I'm right there, Bo. I just think that you have a chance to significantly bolster your offense at six and at 18 if you choose. Now, depending on who the Dolphins pick at six, whether it's it's Pitts or Chase, if they're available, or if both are gone and they decide to try to back, find a partner and go back a couple of spots and, and still have two wide receivers from Alabama and Smith and Waddle, yeah. 18 might change a little bit depending on what's there too, because mm-hmm. you still have you know you have Emmanuel Osbo, you have Andrew Van Ginkle, Vince Beagle's coming back, but outside of that, I don't know if you know you may have a linebacker that uh, we signed in free agency that can rush the passer, but you need another guy outside. You yeah. know you need to have that rotation coming in and out, and you you may be looking at an edge pass rusher at 18, which then Bo kicks you to the second round in their first selection there, which is at 36, I would think that Nigé Harris is well gone. And and if you don't take him at 18, I, Logan marked this because I hope it doesn't come true, but if he's wearing Buffalo blue and red, I will be sick to my stomach uh, (laughs) at the end of the first round, because I have a pretty good indication that that's where they may be going. But then you have Travis Etienne and Javante Williams, both talented backs. But, but the best guy, in my opinion, is Harris. And immediately at 18, if you would get him and not go pass rusher, maybe push pass edge rusher to 36, he becomes the best player on the roster at running back. Immediately, number one. Yep. And Gaskin and Ahmed are great assets to him. They're, they're great change-up backs, but he becomes the best one on the team. So for me, I want to pick guys that when i pick him at six and at 18 they're the best players at their position yeah hands down on 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 the miami dolphins roster and you would have that if you got Pitts and you got harris
0: yeah and then you look at you look at 18 and, and there's going to be a lot of people there you look quid pay michael parsons a kid from penn state you yeah. talk about Najee harris uh greg rousseau well, eh, you know i'm, I'm a little eh, on greg rousseau yeah. only because his lack of playing time and Ojalari from George is there depth. too, right? Yeah. So, so you've got a bunch of guys. I like the linebacker from Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, the kid that I had candy. If, if you, you know, can say his name, Bo, well, I like him too. Well, well, you know, if he shows up, it's going to be like when they picked Noah <laughs> Ibogami last year. We're all, we're going to be scrambling around. Hey, where's the where's the pronunciation guide of this guy? You know. All I'm just I know is that, turn and say, all, all, hey,
1: we got the linebacker
0: from Notre Dame. What do you think, guys? <laughs> all I know is that guy hits like a ton of bricks. So he's about yes. he's about 220 pounds. So, but anyway, so there, yeah, there's a lot of lot of different opportunities out there. you, but but I'm with you, John. I, I I'm you know I'm of the yoke that and and I understand the thing with running backs. You know, look, they're you know they're they're not valued in the first round anymore because because they've got limited playing time and you kind of figure the window for a running back is four to five years of of quality production, if you get that out of them. Mm-hmm. But I could also, but but on the flip side, John, I could also say this. Where the Dolphins are now heading into the next season coming forward, they got about a five-year window right. to try to make a Super Bowl, right? Exactly. And, and, and so okay, look, I don't care, you know, well I'm gonna pick a running back then because I don't care if he plays if he only plays five years. Because our window's going to shut sometime around then. That's and right. I'm, and I'm going to hand him the football as many times as I can and take the opportunity of having a bona fide, legit stud standing in the backfield. I, I, I would, I man, I, I'm, I'm going to be, that. that's probably the one thing I'll be most disappointed about if at the end of uh, the first two rounds, the Dolphins don't come away with one of those two running backs, whether it's Najee Harris, or Travis Etienne. I I, yeah. I, just, I I just think they would make such a difference for Tua, for the offense, and for this football team in general in what you can do and who you can be. Much like Derrick Henry with uh, with Tennessee. Look at what he's done for that football team and, and Ryan Tannehill
1: along the way. Yeah, and I would throw Javante Williams in there in the second yep. round too. A- any one of those three in combination, but I still would rank Harris won, and, yep. and a, probably a tie for second, depending on your flavor of the month between Etienne and Williams. But you're right. You go back to 2016, and Derrick Henry doesn't get picked to, like, 44th or something like that. Yep. The Dolphins picked Xavier and Howard, who turned out to be a terrific pick. But if the Dolphins were to pick Henry instead of Howard, I would have been ecstatic yep. because a round later they get Henry's backup. Uh, you know, and, and it's just – you, you don't know how it's going to shake out, but look what it's done for the, like you said, the career of Ryan Tannehill. Well, look what it's done for that franchise. Yep. You have a back that is a complete difference maker. And in my humble opinion, that's what Nigel Harris is. He's a difference maker. If, if you select him at 18 and he's the best player on your roster immediately, as soon as you say his name, I'm good with that. I can yep. live with that no matter where you pick him in the first round.
0: Well the good thing John is, is that uh, that my career and your career doesn't depend on who they pick so <laughs> <laughs> so we can sit here and we can sit here in the cheap seats and poke around all we want but uh, it is going be a this is going to be a monumental draft for uh, for Chris Greer Brian Flores uh, the entire dolphin staff and in the in the franchise because it, it really is a draft that uh, is part of a, a of a three-pronged deal where the Dolphins. Started getting rid of talent, accumulating draft capital, free agent capital, and then taking uh, two to three to the, the, the last three years to get to where they are right now. This is a monumental draft for the Miami Dolphins, and they've got to get it right.
1: Well, you got to get it right because, like we talked about earlier, the leap from 10 wins uh, going north of 10 gets much tougher with each one. You just don't automatically go five to 10 and then 10 to 14 unless. You've got talent and you, and things fall your way and you win a couple games that maybe you shouldn't have won, but you have to have talent to do that. You have to have talent to get to 11, 12, 13 wins in the National Football League. And I think the Dolphins, over the tenure of Brian Flores, from his initial roster to where they are now, have come leaps and bounds. In this draft, the first four or five picks can only bolster w- what they can do. In 2021, if they get efficient quarterback play, if they get they don't have to have elite quarterback play, but it has to be trending towards that because that's what it's going to take. That's what it takes for all these playoff teams. They have elite quarterback talent. It might not be the same level week in and week out, but it sure is never poor. It sure isn't uh, a losing effort. And I don't think Tua has that DNA in his body. I think he's a winner. I think he's a guy that is going to have a full offseason behind him to get as healthy as he can be, as strong and as fit as he can be. And I think he's excited for the opportunity to prove everyone, uh, all the naysayers out there, that he deserved to be drafted where he was drafted. He deserves to be handed the reins of this franchise. And, and hopefully he'll be able to lead them to the playoffs this year.
0: Well, I tell you, if if, if seen the, the the videos and the, and the photos of him working out, doesn't doesn't tell you what kind of a uh, person he is and what kind of football player he is. Then, then I think you're missing the boat out him, too. Right. You know? I agree. I mean, I mean, that guy's coming back. I, I, I think he's coming back with a vengeance. I mean, this is probably the first time in his life that he's heard negative stuff about his game, his play. And uh, and, and he, he, just, he just, just knowing what type of person he is, uh, he's not going to sit still for that.
1: No. And, and I think that started last year when he got yep. a chance to play, but it really was kicked into high gear in this offseason. he was able to yep. get his receivers around him. He was able to get healthy. He was able to have time to work on his strength. I, and it's, it's not all physical too, but probably more mental than anything to get over the hump of not having the complete success that you imagined, uh, you know, as a kid growing up or at Alabama or getting drafted fifth overall, you know, not having that uh, immediate success, maybe, you know, he, he flirted with it in a, in a lot of games. He had a lot of quality games, but it just wasn't up to the standard of, of the public or, or the public's view yeah. or the, uh, the skeptics out there or the writers out there. And that's okay because now he has a starting point and he can only go North from there. And if you surround him with the right type of players, I think he's going to have success.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. So can we, John, we kind of laid out a little, our blueprints or at least what we'd like to see early in the draft and, uh, as we know, this, this is not a one-round or two-round deal. It's a weekend deal. And, and by the time that Sunday is over, when all the picks are made and free agent, college free agents, undrafted free agents are all signed and ready to go, we'll have a pretty good snapshot of this football team. But, John, for the guys that are making that move, whether you're getting drafted or not, and, um, you know, th- this, this – and, John, I think we can both speak on this. You know, th- this, is a, this is a life-changing event for everybody that's in the in the draft and 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 i say that not only because you know you're you're waiting to find out as i remember i remember waiting for the draft and you didn't know where you're going and you're going you know and i I remember getting a call the night before the draft from someone from the green bay packers Mm -hmm. and they said hey you know if you're there with our pick our first pick we're going to take you and i and i and i remember i said to him i said geez that's great and as soon as i hung up i go oh my god green bay I'm a, California, I'm a California kid, you know. I, 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 I and they were a bad football team at the time. I think I think that was before Don Mikowski. I forget who the quarterback was there at the time. I think it was I think it was Len Dickey was the quarterback. Or yeah, something. it might have been. And and they weren't very good. And I'm going. Oh my God! Not only am I going to a bad football team, but I'm going to ones where where it's freezing cold most <laughs> of the year. And, and, and fortunately when I get the call, it was Don Shula that didn't And then so. Um, I was able to come here, and John, I know you went to play up in, in Canada, and 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 you know, there's a lot of times. Sometimes I'm driving around, I look back at where I'm at, what I'm doing, uh, my family, you know, my, mm-hmm. my daughters, yeah. and, and, right. and you, all those things. Because being drafted and coming to a city for me, John, it, it it's when I look back now, I'm 66 years old, and I look back at what I've been able to do. What what, what, what? being a member of the Miami Dolphins, what being drafted by the Miami Dolphins, the opportunities that it presented for me over the years to meet my wife, have right. kids, raise a family, get into business, be, become part of what I would consider the fiber of South Florida and and, and and be able to to have a platform to talk about things I love to talk about and, and meet people like, like you and and, and Danny and and, and AJ and Bob and all the guys I've played with and same with you. It's, it's really, I know you think about, everyone thinks about that night, but boy, the lasting effect of what that night means to your life. I don't know that people can really wrap their arms around it. I think it takes you going through it and, and then looking back after a while, look, some guys look back and it wasn't so good for them. Right. Right. So, yeah, you know. So, so what's going to happen, what's gonna happen <clears throat> after this weekend for these guys? You know, it's just it's, it's it really is a start to their professional career, but really a jump start to their life.
1: It, it changes your dynamics of of where you are in your life in, in terms of uh, geography, because yeah. you know, in college it does it to a small extent because you know you're there for now three years or potentially four or five. And you probably are going to go home or, or maybe stay in that community uh, if, you, you know, if you find a job there. But when you go to play professional football, it really does change your life because now you're an adult. Now you you're, can buy a place of your own. Uh, you want to become a, a fixture in that community. And for me, it, being in Toronto, never thought I would meet my wife there. My daughter was born in yep. Canada. Um, it, it it does change your life quite a bit. And these guys, you know, uh Devontae Smith grew up in Louisiana, goes to Alabama, who knows where he's gonna end up, may end up in Miami, may end up yeah. uh a member of the Giants, may end up in Detroit, who knows where he's gonna go. And uh and guys don't really I, I don't think it hits them until their feet get off the plane and, and they're really there for real. And you know you've got a four or five year deal and what do I do now? You know, how, how do I become uh, assimilated with my new surroundings? You know, how yeah. do I become a part of this community? And all those things kind of hit you at once and you figure it out. But it sure is daunting in the beginning because that's kind of on the on the back burner, because all you're thinking about is how you can become a better football player and how you can make the team. And how you can start and how you can win games. But then you go home at night and you go, well, maybe I should buy a house. Maybe I should rent. <laughs> You know, maybe I got to get a car. You know, do I get a car deal, or well, what yeah. do I have to do? Well, like, well you all know, those it's things funny. come
0: rushing to you. Yeah, it, it's always funny that first. I remember my first, you know, first training camp, and then I, I blew my knee out and was in, in your reserve. But, but you know, you, you the first, the, you, know, you break training camp. You know, you come in. Where do I go? And you go, yeah. Well, where, do I go? Go, yeah. Okay, camp's over. You can go home. Go, where, yeah. Where's home? I don't you know, I have you, a home. You know, I think I think thank God for Nat Moore. I think Matt had a buddy that owned uh, had something to do with an apartment complex because he used to send every rookie over there, and I think every rookie for about five years ended up there, began began their NFL life at the uh, at these apartments in North Miami Beach. Thanks to Nat. but but eventually you know then I mean, you got to go well. Okay, now I got an apartment. Where the hell do I go buy groceries at? You know it's right. Like, you know for a guy that's been in college and and, and you know. Eating in, eating in college, you know, cafeterias or whatever. And now all of a sudden you, you wake up and you go, What? I got to go shop for groceries. What's that? <laughs> so, so it's all, you know, it's all the little, it's even all the little stuff that really, really, uh, r- really changes with it. But it's an exciting time. It was always exciting time for me. I know it's an exciting time for you, John, going into the CFL and, and just to experience all of it. And uh, it, it just, it, you know, it kind of, the nostalgia kind of keeps coming back to me every year on draft day just just knowing how important it is for all these guys
1: you know it's crazy but i can still remember breaking camp and not knowing where the hell i was going to go <laughs> uh, ch- trying to figure out if i should rent a hotel room and one of one of the veteran wide receivers on our team his name was paul pearson he says john why don't you just come live with me for like a week and a half or two weeks you can stay in the basement yeah um my wife already said it was okay and we we can figure out you know finding a renting a house or renting an apartment or doing whatever and i'll help you out so i you know hop in the car with paul we go to the city i've never been to go to a, a town i've never been to into a house i've never been at meet his wife let alone didn't even know paul had two kids yeah. okay so the kids are running around i'm playing with them there i was like paul brought me home to entertain the kids <laughs> <laughs> you know
0: hey, so, hey john my wife and i are going out for dinner why don't you take care of the kids yeah can you <laughs> babysit
1: tonight? Sure. <laughs> So it, it was it's strange, but it, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, it is. It, it, it's a special deal, and uh, it's going to be special for all those guys. It's, nice. it's going to be nice to see the draft back, Roger Goodell greeting the guys that get picked and everything and get a little more normalcy back to our life and back to the NFL draft. And that uh, I'm looking forward to it, looking forward to it for a lot of reasons for that. Looking forward to it to see. Uh, how our team shapes up as we go into next year, and in uh, uh, a lot of high expectations. And John, I, I, I going into this draft, I think, you know, I, I have full faith and confidence in uh, Chris Flores and or Chris Greer and Brian Flores, and I think they're going to make the right picks, and, and I think we're all going to be happy uh, come uh, come Sunday
1: Sunday morning or late Saturday night, whatever you want to call it. An end. Well, we we kid around and we say we want this and that, but. It's a very difficult job because you're, you're thinking on how you're going to improve your team. And sometimes it's not the obvious choice. It's someone else that you feel like fits this team and is going to make uh, more people on the team better than than the other player. So um, I, it's a tough job. And, and Chris Greer and Brian Flores and that whole staff and, and the organization that's involved in the, in the draft room and, and trying to come up with guys that are going to bolster this roster and be impactful not only for the season coming up for the next four or five or six years and hopefully even longer if some of them are are that talented to have that long of a career so hopefully uh the guys have a great night they they pick the guys they're going to make us better and and we're going to move forward and be a better organization for it Yep,
0: hopefully we get a gold, hopefully we get a gold jacket out of the, out of this weekend.
1: That draft. would be terrific. How about that? One?
0: All right, that's going to do it, Johnny. Let's going to let's going to wrap it up and uh, we'll all sit back and uh, watch this draft and uh, and we'll be back uh next week to to look back, see where we are and evaluate uh, just what the organization has done over this weekend to put this team in a position to find themselves in the playoffs and uh and chasing the Super Bowl. How about that?
1: Uh, that sounds great, Bo. You have a great weekend, and uh, we'll catch up soon.
0: Okay, and remember, remember the Audible is always presented by Automation, America's largest automotive retailer. you have got over 100,000 vehicles uh, available right now. Just go to automation.com and we'll catch you next week. Enjoy the draft.